Good, that's my level check, and we good. We looking good. What's up, beautiful people? How's everybody feeling? Grooving, delicious, making it really real, just getting your April on, getting your taxes done. Probably all y'all get your taxes done super early. Me, I like to do them every like three years or so, you know? I like to keep them coming after me. They're like, yo, you owe me more money, dog. No, no, that's not true. I did that in my 20s. I went like three years, and then I did them. And then I did that for three more years. I don't recommend anybody take any financial advice from me. So try to pay your taxes. That's coming up. I'm trying to get that taken care of. Uh, wife, if you're listening to this, yo, I swear to God, I got that scheduled. <laughs> She's always like, do you have that scheduled? I'm like, yeah, I got that scheduled. I got, no, that's scheduled. I scheduled all the stuff. Did you pay this one bill? Paid that bill. Totally paid that bill. Well, why isn't the internet working? I was like... Oh my God, they didn't, they must have denied my credit card. I don't even have a credit card. <laughs> Joke's on you. Anyway, I hope everybody's doing for really, real, real good in podcast news. This is going to be my first, I decided to name this Solo Shred. What? That wasn't even like a shred, that was just a riff. To me, real shredding is like when you just play the same athletic riff over and over and over again. <laughs> like there's no musical, right? Real athletic guitar playing. Anyway, I decided to call this solo shred because um, <clears throat> you got to do this. These are my favorite podcasts by my favorite uh, by my. F- podcasters that I check out is when they're just hanging out riffing on the goofiest shit so I'm a goofy guy we could do goof um and I'm gonna just release a new song through this one which is called weed and rose which I'm gonna talk about at the end of this and I actually end up writing that song whatever let's get to the chase but in other podcast news I got an ill guest that I'm gonna interview this Wednesday I've been trying to set up a hang with him for a little bit. Mr. Sam Blaycock, the runner of Pickup underscore. Used to be Pickup Jazz. Sam is super cool. He has like a million dollar Instagram page. He's like a social media master as well as like a super shredding guitar player. And then he works at Carnegie Hall. So I'm going to do that this Wednesday at Carnegie Hall. I am not going to play a gig at Carnegie Hall. I'm going to conduct an interview there. What you know about that, my man? What you know about that? Um, Anyway, and in other news, I just got back from Europe, Barcelona, visiting my nephew, Poon Monster. He's 21. My nephew's uh, the best story I can possibly tell about this young man is that He's an athletic dude. He was like a jock dude. And when he was in 10th grade and uh, he was having like some grade issues, he's a smart dude. And I was like, what's going on? He's like, oh, my grade in gym's not that good. I'm like, what? He's like the catcher of the baseball team. I'm like, how did you get a shitty grade 
in gym, bro, Hamid. Like, how is that? What, you're like jock dude. He's like, oh, he's this understated cat. He's like, I got kicked out of gym class. I was like, what did you get kicked out of for? He's like, I put my name as Poon Monster at the bowling alley. I was like, you're in 10th grade and you put your name down as Poon Monster. You are my hero. And those are my initials, Paul Madison PM. So in my family, if you hear PM, because his mother is completely sick of hearing uh, us being like, yo, Poon, Poon Monster. Hey, Poon Monster, give me a beer. <laughs> That's... So anyway, my wife and I went to Barcelona to visit Poon Monster. And uh, I wrote a little little thing here I thought I would share with you guys. Probably back in the day, uh, this would be a... I'd try to make like a funny Facebook status update. <clears throat> but uh, fuck Facebook. You know what I mean? Like... No one's really, ha I mean, I check Facebook, but who's really hanging out there? As my wife said, we give it to the 70 year olds. It is theirs. They can take it. Also, Sam Blaycock, my friend, the social media guru from Pickup Jazz, he called a podcast post social media. And I'm still thinking about that. Honestly, he put a little earworm because I'll be walking around. I was like, post social media. This feels hella social media, dude. This feels like the full realization like a vlog or some shit i just don't have the face for a video joint you know what i mean i gotta be audio plus i like just listening to shit you can listen to podcasts it's cooler and you can get deeper on things anyway here's here are my takeaways i call this euro advantage there's actually 12 points but i'm gonna still call it a top 10 list does that sound cooler like a top 12 list that sounds stupid <clears throat> but my advice the number one favorite thing about Europe to me, nah, this isn't fuck. I fucked this order up. This is already fucked up. Uh, okay. Euro advantage. Bullet point number one. Manual transmission automobiles. What? Back the fuck up, son. Yeah, that's right. That's right. 85% of cars in Europe are manual transmission. My upstate ass tractor driving hay baling motherfucking self gets off on manual transmission, dude. As my dear friend in high school said, insta balls, insta brakes. You have more control over the vehicle. The Euros figured that out. They drive little shitbox cars that are manual transmission. Now, side note, everybody, we talked about taxes earlier. Y'all should really 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 pay your car insurance on time in new york state <clears throat> now that should be a really obvious thing for a lot of people it is just like i said i went three years without paying my taxes multiple times uh i like to go like three months and then pay all of my bills and then go three months right when you know shit's like they're about to shut shit down and then i just like to Pay them all. Now, I don't know why. I just, I'm a delinquent. I don't like giving away my money to corporations. I don't, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to self-analyze. It's clearly not a strategy for successful wealth management. I don't have any wealth, but I can use that word to describe the thousand or so dollars in my bank account because then I have to give it all away. So if you slip on your car insurance, Twice in one year, in a one calendar year in New York State, 
you can't drive that car for X amount of days. So that's just, just the more you know. The more you know. Keep that in mind. So I'm driving a standard vehicle from 1998 right now. It's 20 years old. I got to be gentle on her. You know, a 20-year-old car, you're just like, you baby her. You're like, yo, baby. I'm coming in easy. I'm not going hard. I'm going to take it easy on you, baby. Relax, baby. Relax, baby. I don't actually ever try to seduce older women. But I can imagine that if that, if you were trying to seduce an older woman, that's how it would be. You'd be like, yo, baby. Yo, baby. I'm coming in easy, baby. I'm trying to seduce my cars. You guys seduce your cars. Anyway, it's manual, and I'm just so happy driving it. I'm so motherfucking happy driving a manual car. I can't, I get excited to drive. I'm like, okay, that was about five minutes on manual transmission. Clearly, I really dig it. Uh, point number two, Euro Advantage, coffee game. This is a, not even subjective, it's objective. Coffee game stronger. Everywhere you go, espresso machine, boom, what's up? Real coffee, real cup of coffee. You want a real cup of coffee? All over here, you can get a real cup of coffee. Over here, come on, dude! I mean, the only cool, right? Like, if you're at a banquet or something, you get the perk. Like, I, I enjoy the perk. You know what I mean? But like a nice espresso, cafe con leche, you know, a little steamed milk and an espresso. That That's the objective advantage. Your advantage. And I'm saying advantage like that because I didn't put the E at the end of this. So as I was writing this out with Rachel, she was laughing at me. She's like, why did you write it like that? I was like, there needs, who cares about E? Advantage. Advantage. That's the word. Um... <clears throat> Bro, come on. Come on now. Next point. Come on now. Metric system! <laughs> I'm saying this in my notes or voice. You know, my apartment alone, I was just laughing at it. I had a self-image. I'm like, why am I talking like that? Sometimes when I talk on the microphone, people are like, why do you always do it in a yelling announcer voice? And I'm like, because... <laughs> I swear to God, people pay attention to you when you do that. If you get up and you're trying to talk to a crowd and you're just like... Hi, everybody. The next song is called Mocha Coffee, and I wrote it. Like, no one's fucking listening, dude. You got to be like, hey, motherfuckers, this next track is called Mocha Ice Queen. Anyway, metric system and military time. I've switched my watch and my phone to military time. Uh, so basically afternoon, it takes me about five or six minutes to process I'm like, all right, it's 1,500. What time is it really? And it really actually takes me a little bit of time. But I'm trying to work that out. You know, I'm like, all right, it's 2,000, 8 o'clock, 22, 10. I'm getting it. It's coming. I don't know. Try it, man. Military time. But they don't actually, right? My friend, he was talking, you know, the Euros all keep their joints on the military time. Maybe my Euro friends could weigh in on this. But... I'm thinking like we still say eight o'clock because 20 o'clock, that does not sound that cool because it's all about sounding cool. Anyway, and the metric system's so smart, but we definitely, definitely, Fahrenheit is far superior. Fahrenheit makes so much sense. It's sets of 10 numbers and I can like be like, okay, it's 60. I need a light coat. 
No, it's 70. I'm a sweaty ass bastard. I don't need any coat. You know what I mean? 40. All right, I'm going to wear a scarf and a winter hat because that's brass monkeys up in here. You know what I mean? It's very clear. Celsius is just so fucking confusing, dude. It's 16. Nope, I have nothing, dude. I have no idea what that means. <clears throat> Euro Adventag. Ageism, dude. Ageism. I love hanging out with a bunch of old cats and young cats all at the bar sitting around together, right? That's it's just like actual integration of people hanging out. That's a real thing. That's a cool thing. I asked my 21-year-old ass nephew, Poon Monster. I'm like, what do you think of this, bro? And he's like, yeah, I thought it was fucking weird at first. Like a 70-year-old dude is next to me when I'm pre-gaming. He's not like totally a dude, bro. So Justin, you're probably not going to lose this Poon Monster. But if he did, I'm not. I'm just saying you're 21. Like you're dumber. You're still a kid. You still have a lot of time to develop and mature life experience, bro. So when you talk, if you're just younger than me, not even in a physical sense, it's more like in a mental sense. Uh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I want to go just that. That's cool. Like, uh, you know, you can't do that. It's not a thing here in America, dude, right? Uh, another point, less extremes, right? Uh, socioeconomic weight, actual physical weight of people, uh, cleanliness. Come on, dude. Uh, this one is a sidebar point to that soccer or football, you know, relates to that is like there's just less commercialism thing like i like watching soccer because you're just watching a sport instead of like watching commercials that's cool man uh next point important point old people fashion dude now i just said ageism and i'm like yo you're old <laughs> dog look at this old cat still styling his balls off you know what i'm saying like some french dude He's got the ill jacket on and the cool shoes, dressing like fucking dudes just crushing it. You know what I mean? You're like, you are a French guy. You have no labels, but you look very good, right? Old people, they're styling their faces off over there, dog. I feel like over here, man, you go down to Florida. I mean, Florida is like the fashion wasteland of the world, even though I, per you know, I like pink and I like yellow. I do think those colors are like cool but you see those cats it's like you are phoning it in dude you are paying the least amount of money to look like a piece of shit that you are you know what i mean like look at that fucking tommy bahama shit well tommy bahama shit's like the the top end of that shit but you know what i'm saying but shout out to the old motherfuckers in europe dude you guys are still bringing it heat now there's real questionable fashion things going on particularly the sneaker department. I remember when I first went to Europe in like the 90s, and if you wore like running sneakers, you were clearly the fucking American, right? Like, oh, American, because they were all wearing shoes. But at least my last few trips, dude, everybody, like these whack-ass Nike trainers, I'm like, those are hideous, dude. The fuck is wrong with you, man? Come on, bro. I don't know. You know, stands are cool. The Adidas game is cool. You know, I definitely came home and definitely got a pair of Adidas gazelles coming in the mail tomorrow. No, that's Monday. Today's Saturday. I'm very looking forward to those. Because when you come back from Europe, you kind of got to like spread Euro vibe for a little bit. You got to be like, I'm Euro. I drink espresso. I'll have a wine or six with lunch. Who cares? Okay. 
I'm like that. Speaking of, boom, alcohol, food consumption, always happening in a group. Ah, the food thing, it's just, they just know how to live a little harder, right? Which relates to the, everything's old, historic, culture. You're just like, damn, damn, these motherfuckers are dialing and living. Let's have seven glasses of wine for lunch. But they would never do that. That's my American roots, dude. That's like, wait a second. Like We went to Montserrat, which I recommend you go to. And we went into the buffet. And the booze, the wine and the beer, came with the buffet. Like the 15-euro buffet. So, of course, me and my nephew were like, all right, well, we have to slam four beers immediately before we even get any food because... We're hiking up a mountain, and if we're doing it after four beers, this will be a superior experience, right? No, it's not. It's don't do that. Don't do that, because now I'm, I'm 36. I have to pee. I'm like, dude, I have to pee. I broke the seal. I have to pee 90 times now, man. You guys, you feel me. You feel me, dog. Um, <clears throat> okay. The final three points on my Euro trip. Now... This one is close to my heart, dude. My father was a horse trainer. I grew up with exceptionally well-behaved animals, right? These are trained animals. Animals don't speak English. They only know like 15 words. So sometimes things get a little physical. All the PETA motherfuckers in America, dude, it's like, dude, and especially I'm a young man teaching guitar lessons, going to people's house and their giant dogs are jumping all over me. I'm like, you're, you're kidding me. You're kidding me. This is un unbelievable. Like learn how to train your dog. This is like a deep seated pet peeve of mine. I, I can't even get going on this because I know there's some sensitive Americans about their puppy. You can't. You can't do that to a puppy. Yeah, your dog is an asshole because you're an asshole. Always remember that. Um, dog behavior in Europe, dude, it's the best behaved dogs in the world. And guess what? As a stranger, you don't fucking interact with someone's dog, dude. The dog doesn't fuck with you. You don't fuck with the dog. It's a really beautiful, refreshing thing. I'm like, this is like what I notice. I go to Europe and I'm like, yeah, every car is stick and these dogs are fucking well behaved. Like, I, I'm a fucking simpleton. I realize this, but like, it's true, man. The dog behavior, the animal behavior, the best trained dogs in the world. All off leash, all chilling, you know, everybody's relaxing. Dogs, people getting along together. <laughs> uh, two more points. Dude, the Wi-Fi is everywhere. Like... Clearly, they were on the mobile device tip. They figured it out. They're like, we have all this old shit. Landlines are dead. There's Wi-Fi everywhere, which is phenomenal as a tourist. And you're somewhere, and you can just post up and be like, I got to look at a map, dude. I have no idea where I am. But that's the beautiful thing about going to some unknown foreign land and smelling the crazy smells and doing the crazy things. You're like, yeah, baby, we in the hang. We doing this. But it is nice to be like... Let me post up and just see where the F, like, how do I get home? I'm exhausted, drunk, I have to pee. Also, you can pee in any place in Barcelona, which is cool, right? I'm not saying I drank a lot of beer or cava. I did. And sometimes you have to pee. But I wasn't peeing on the streets. How many times in New York City do you just see dudes peeing all over the streets and then getting a ticket? That's a fucking, oh. Anyway, and my number one favorite thing, 
about Europe. This is also probably hella controversial, but smoking. Hello! Come on, dude. Smoking is cool, man. I've given up smoking for three years, but I'm not trying to judge cats for smoking. It's puritanical-ass American culture. It was like, you can't smoke. Dude, smoke them if you got them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> smoke them if you got them. That's my favorite line that I say to D-Bone all the time. He's like, man, do you mind if I smoke? Smoke them if you got them. One time I got a ride as a freshman in college with some random dude. Some random dude. I just remember. <laughs> he was smoking. Smoke him if you got him. Sorry, my brain just left this room and I was in a car where some dude just like, smoke him if you got him. That's what I say. Hey, dude, smoke him if you got him. If you want to smoke, smoke. Smoking is cool. Have a cigarette. Relax. You're European. You're not here for a long time. Just good time. Whoa. Anyway, uh, this song that I'm releasing uh, this week is a track called Weed and Rosé. Fucking brilliant transition. You're welcome. Uh, smoke them if you got them. I actually wrote this little jam. I had my little acoustic guitar in Stockholm, Sweden, and I was singing this hook over and over again. Maybe if I move the microphone by the piano. I haven't actually warmed up to it. But... I want to I wasn't actually planning to do that. My voice is warmed up. Maybe I'll listen back to that and be all like all self-conscious like a musician. Like, oh my God, I was out of tune. Whatever, who cares? So uh, do you guys like pools? Do you like going in the pool? Are you a pool scene dude? Like I'm anti-pool. I was like anti-pool for like a long period of my life. I'm like, no dude, I'm going to a lake. I'm going to the ocean. I'm going to the river. I'm going to the Erie Canal, dog. I'm not hanging out at the pool. Um, <clears throat> and then... Uh, my wife and I chilled in a pool uh, before, like the, on another vacation, and I was really liking the pool. And maybe a little marijuana and a little rosé were involved in the experience. So that's that. And then who knows about songs? Like, it sticks around. I started doing it, rehearsing it. Who knows? And then we recorded it. It's Jamie Ligaround drums. Jason Wexler on keys, I play bass, guitar, and the main man, my masterful Yodi, the main hoss himself, Mr. Jones, at a right angle recording. He's just opening a new studio in Astoria. It's going to be sick. Is it Astoria? Doesn't matter. Um, I just finished my coffee. Out of my favorite coffee mug. Anyway, uh, this song is cool. Um, I never wanted to write, write a white boy uh, reggae track, but that happened. Um, and you gotta just be a receptacle, right? As an artist, you're just like, man, I gotta just, the song's gonna write itself. I can't decide. And it happened and I just rode the train and it took some different versions. I was like, well, let's try this. And 
let's try this. And, and it was a conscious effort to write something with like simple music. As you can see, that's really simple four chords. The best simplest four chords, which I was consciously trying to, excuse me, not overbox, like just be like, yeah, look at all these chords I know. Like, which is what jazz musicians do. You're like, dude, those chords are not that cool. Like one of those 75 chords you just played is cool, but we don't need that many. It's just superstition, bro. It's just one chord. It's just one chord. I don't know why you're playing all those chords. Going a little deep. Sorry. That's a stupid inside joke for any wedding band musician. But anyway. <clears throat> uh, and then, so the more the track was worked out, it just became more and more electronic and groovy. And uh, I had a bunch of friends sing some backgrounds on it. And it's a fun party track. I played it for my brother. And he was like, yeah, this sounds like something like a white girl would say. And I was like, I think that's part of the joke, but I thought it was funny. I don't know. I hope it's a party jam. Uh, it's just a song. Songs are fun to do. You guys should do some songs, too. Let's write songs together. It's just fun. It's music. Music can be serious, and music can be fun. So let's have some serious fun. Uh, yes, I'm doing a show at the Rockwood, if you want to come, on April 19th at 9 p.m. Other than that, the next podcast, probably in two weeks, will be Sam, which is going to be super interesting because he's a New Zealander and he's so dry and so, like, understated funny. And I'm so probably over the top, so I'm going to really have to not slam seven cups of coffee as we do this. But anyway... Please uh, enjoy this tune. I hope you have an awesome couple weeks, years, months of your life, whatever duration you think of it. And enjoy the goddamn day, baby. Sing and dance and sing and dance every day.
Tak kul-